sponsored by the Facial Paralysis and Bell's Palsy Foundation and by Rise Physical Therapy. This is Unique Smiles, the Facial Paralysis Podcast, and I'm your host, Brian April. Today on Unique Smiles, we are talking to Supermom and stand-up comedian Georgia Kelly, <laughs> who got facial paralysis due to acoustic neuroma. Georgia, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Brian. I've known you for, what, three years now? Three, four years? Something like About that? About three years, yeah. Before, I guess, we, we get into it, what, um, well, let's tell everybody, what is acoustic neuroma? Well, an acoustic neuroma is, um, its its clinical name is vestibular schwannoma, and it is a non-cancerous brain tumor that sits on the seventh and eighth cranial nerve, which happens to be your facial nerve and your hearing nerve. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what led up to your diagnosis? What was going on in your life? Okay, well, um, in 2008, I started on a very um, toxic divorce. And uh, I was probably having symptoms during that during that time frame that I didn't feel them or I didn't notice them. And around 2010, uh, 2009, actually, I started to feel some things um, that I didn't realize that they had to do with my my physical health. And um, a couple of those things were uh, there was some pressure going up my head and up my back. Um, back of my neck, and uh, I would just kind of grab grab my head for a few seconds, and then it would kind of release. Um, my eyesight hurt. Um, it wasn't bad eyesight. It was just my eyes hurt. And um, and then when I would get up out of bed, um, my body would like kind of topple over to the to the wall, and so I was dizzy, and. Uh, so those are the things that I started feeling. I also started to um, go deaf. Things were started to feel uh, muffled on the left side of my ear. And uh, I thought, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a single mom of, of four daughters. So I kept blaming them for their screaming that that's why I was going deaf. So, uh, <laughs> but what it was, was um, there was this tumor uh, that had been growing. So I guess the next question is, what was the uh, what was the diagnosis like? So what did you just go get an MRI and that kind of revealed it? Yeah, what happened was um, around two thousand, late two thousand ten, kind of the fall of two thousand ten. Um, my oldest daughter and I were watching Dancing with the Stars, and a Cymbalta commercial came on. And I was sitting there and my daughter looked at me. She was about, I would say, 12 or 13 years old. And she looked at me and she goes, Mom, are you depressed? Um, because apparently the woman on the Cymbalta commercial looked a lot like I did. <laughs> and I, I immediately started crying. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's what's happening to me. That's what's wrong with me is I'm depressed because I was having these feelings of um not be able, being able to function pretty much. I, I, um, and again, I, I just kept putting it back on this toxic, toxic divorce that um, was continuing. It, it just never let go. It never let up. And it was just constantly 
in my face. And so I, I just put everything as stress. This is stress from this divorce. And uh, so when she said that, it was kind of like a light bulb went on in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. Great. I'm, I'm going to go to the doctor. You know, I've never been on anything before, but I'm going to get myself on something and I'm going to get rid of this feeling. So I made an appointment with my um, primary care physician. I went in and I proudly, I said, I am depressed <laughs> and I need to be put on something. And uh, I, I said, this is what's going on in my personal life. And this is what physically is going on with me. And he looked at me and, and thank God for him because he just looked at me and said, before we put you on anything, I'd like to run some more tests. And so he sent me to a neurologist. He sent me to a ears, nose, and throat uh, doctor. And then he sent me to an eye doctor. And the eye doctor did my eyesight. And he said, uh, well, your, your eyesight's not that bad. That if you want glasses, if you think it might help, we'll, we'll give them to you. Well, he got me glasses. I wound up losing them because <laughs> <laughs> they really didn't help. Um, and then I went to the... Um, I actually skipped over the ears, nose, and throat doctor and went right to the MRI and or the neurologist. And the neurologist thought I had vertigo. Yep. He thought I had vertigo. And so he, he sent me home with this this thing that I had to write down whenever I felt dizzy. Well, I, I was always feeling dizzy, um, especially when I woke up. Uh, if I woke up and my eyes were still closed, I would just grab onto my bed because the room was already spinning. And um, so that wasn't real helpful but that before I left the, the neurologist office he said that let's do an MRI so uh, I had the the number to call the MRI office and on my on my nightstand and I never called I just kind of went on with my life and again my what was happening with my brain was I, I couldn't follow through with things I would um, I'd look at my my dishes piling up in the sink and just walk by them and think, I, I got to do those. Or I, I walk by the laundry room and go, oh, I, I got I to do laundry. And I just kind of kept walking by and, and my cousin wound up coming to visit me and, and thought something's seriously wrong. So he wound up sending me out to go get donuts and he wound up having my girls sort laundry and start the laundry and he did my dishes. <laughs> and uh, so it, it was just a bizarre time. And um Still, you know, a lot of people pay so, good money for that. I know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give his number out later yeah, um, there <laughs> for hire. But uh, so what happened was the MRA office called me and they said, hey, we have this order here. Do you want to get this done? And I went, oh, yeah, 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 I guess I do. And so they, they we made the appointment for that that Friday. They happened to have. Uh, opening that Friday, and I knew I didn't have to work that day, so I went. I went in, and the, they they put me in in the MRI machine. And the gal who was who was doing my MRI asked me what was going on, and I kind of told her. And so she slid me in this machine, and uh, I wound up falling asleep because that was the other thing that was happening. Is I was falling asleep in really odd places, whereas. I'm the type of person who never takes naps. I'm always on the go, 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 go. And um, I went falling asleep in that horrible MRI banging and clinging. And um, they they pulled me out and uh, I had I had put all my stuff in the locker, you know, before they let me go in. And so she said, go ahead and get your stuff out of the locker. And 
Um, she goes, why don't you have a seat in this room? And I thought it was like at the dentist where they take their your x-rays and they're like, hang on. You know, they want right. to make sure it's all clear. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Oh, they're just going to make sure my, my scans are clear. And, and I'm sitting there and, and all of a sudden this doctor in his white coat walks by and uh, they said, that's her. And he looked at me and he goes, Georgia? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh my gosh, you're so young. Well, I was 42 at the time and I, I didn't know what that meant. And I just kind of looked at him weird, like, okay, thanks. Like I didn't, I'd never seen this doctor. Well, this was December 17th. My neurologist was on vacation for the holidays. So he comes in and he says to me, he goes, you have a non-cancerous brain tumor. And I just sat there. Uh, and it was almost like the rest of him sounded like the, the teacher in the Charlie Brown Peanuts um, mm -hmm. <laughs> show. Wah, 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 wah. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just sat there like, oh my gosh, a brain tumor? No, you know, cancer or not, that sounds scary. And um, so he said, I want you to go home and relax the, the whole weekend because this was a Friday. And he said, and if anything goes wrong, he goes, you go straight to um, Mission Hospital where he had done his, his residency. And he goes, you start name dropping me and you let them know you have an acoustic neuroma. Well, that scared me even more. And I happened to go to this appointment by myself. So he says, uh, uh, why don't you, he, he actually wound up calling um, USD and, and leaving a message for one of the people up there that he had worked with as well during his residency. And, um, and then he said, you know, why don't you, you stay here? We're gonna, gonna go get your scans for you to take up to USC. And I was standing in the doorway of that room and, uh, people kept walking, you know, the, the staff kept, would walk by, you know, they were working, but I just felt like every time somebody would walk by, they, they knew, you know, and they would kind of look at me like poor girl, she's got a brain tumor. And, uh, I immediately just started crying and that sweet MRI technician swooped me into the room and closed the door and held me tight. And she said, are you alone? And I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And I, I was, I was alone and, and I felt alone and, you know, I was going through this divorce and, and it was scary. And I had these four little girls that I was supposed to be taking care of. And um, I was scared. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, I mean that's that's a I mean that's such a, a life-changing, you know, diagnosis because again, like you said, you hear brain tumor or you hear whatever, you're like, "Whoa, what, what's that?" You know, again, cancerous or not, it doesn't matter. And, exactly. And I'm assuming you just kind of went and thought the worst, like, you know, thought Yes. <laughs> and how how long did you have between your diagnosis and your surgery? I was diagnosed on December 17th and on January 4th, I had the surgery and, and that's a, a whole nother side of the story of um, insurance. And uh, mm -hmm. I happened to just get a job um, at Wells Fargo Bank on, um, in September and my insurance kicked in October and then in November it was re-enrollment for January 1. And um, it's a whole nother story, but I have a daughter who has a heart condition and so I decided to get the top of the line uh, insurance that I could just in case she had problems with her heart for January 1, 2011. And little did I know that that 
that decision was made really for me. <laughs> right. Because uh, January 4th, they rolled me in for brain, brain surgery. So. so you get to spend uh, most of the holidays just freaking out. Completely. <laughs> Completely freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was... Yeah, it, it was it was mind blowing and and yet at the same time it was like, Oh my gosh, okay, they told me after forty your body goes to pot, right? Yep. Everything goes wrong and and so here my body was deteriorating from the brain tumor, but I thought it was just because I turned forty. So <laughs> I, there was a little bit of relief <laughs> that okay, so there is an answer to this. This isn't normal after forty. No, definitely. So not. um right. Um but that definitely um the fear outweighed that relief um very much so right and uh and uh and and again the unknown of what can happen in surgery and um you know it's it's just a scary feeling and, and knowing these little girls were you know looking to me how old were they um, at the time let's see they were hate to eight. ask your math I know, right? I have to deduct, subtract, <laughs> multiply. Um, they were 8, 10, 11, and 13. Wow. So, yeah, pretty young. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious to see why you're freaking out. I mean, just to, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you don't know what's going to happen. So you had the surgery. And then I did. did you wake up um, with full facial uh, paralysis after that or what? Where did you get your paralysis from? Yeah, so they did the surgery, and they told me that facial weakness was a, a probability, uh, as was losing the hearing um, in my left ear. And uh, I woke up, and the left side of my face was completely paralyzed. And uh, they didn't like me using that word. Uh, they kept saying weakness, weakness. <laughs> it's like it's not moving. <laughs> this is paralyzed, and um, so and and I thought that it, it was really bizarre because I was like, the the assistant to the surgeon walked in and and she says, "How you doing? You know, how's your hearing?" And I go, "Oh, I don't, I don't think I lost my hearing at all." And she picked up the phone on on the hospital bed and she put it to my the left side of my face, and she goes, "Do you hear the dial tone?" And I just looked at her. I said, no, I don't. And she goes, okay, it, it's gone. And and that was it. I mean, that there was no hope for that coming back. That was gone. Um, so my ear rings nonstop, um, morning, noon, and night. Um, but the, the facial paralysis, they, they had a, a clear patch on my eye, and it was paralyzed. And, uh, you know, talking was really difficult in the beginning um f's p's and b's were the worst and uh there just, goes all your swearing not the kids <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no. all those swear words were out the door <laughs> people would just shake their head and look at me yeah no. <laughs> sorry i'm you know i'm just kidding no totally <laughs> i love it um Exactly. So those those were difficult, and uh, and yeah. So it was eating was difficult, uh, talking was difficult, drinking was difficult. It just your your world just kind of spins out of control, and and when you don't you don't know if it's going to heal at all, if any, you know, 
um, it's depressing. So, as you I'm can sorry. relate to that, I'm oh, sure. Oh, absolutely, I can. Absolutely, you just it, it just shatters your world. Yeah, it's like you have to mourn the the loss of your your old self, like the totally your it, face. I it, mean. You, you have to, you spend all these years getting used to the face that, you know, you were created with, right? Right. And, and not necessarily that we're thrilled with the face that we were created with, but gosh darn it, you're, you're used to it, yep. <laughs> you know? Like 42, I, I was used to that face. And, um, um, and then it, it, to me, I felt like it was taken away. My smile was taken away. The function of blinking and closing my eye is gone and i remember actually feeling nauseated like i was gonna completely vomit because of just thinking about my eye not blinking and closing yeah i remember when i had mine i just i i just you know said please just i started making deals with myself like okay if my eye will close and right. my, my hearing comes back i'll be cool you know, exactly. everything else can be a mess, whatever, you know, it's not, right. I'll forfeit my smile yeah. for my eye. Exactly. It's so crazy. You start to, you know, you just go, okay, let's just do this. Yeah. You know, all right, I'll, I'll settle for this. And you just, yes. uh, you just kind of pray that it, that it happens. So totally. how did, how did your kids react to you with it? Oh, uh, you know, they, they, I call them, you know, you, call certain people your your rock mm -hmm. you know or your foundation i call them my little rock garden because there's four of them and uh the first time they came to see me in the hospital they had they gotten there just when the physical therapist had gotten there just a few minutes before them and um i was sitting in a chair i had a, a where's waldo type beanie on my head to keep the hair off the the scar and I had this clear patch. The left side of my face is paralyzed. And I'm sitting in the chair and the, and the physical therapist is asking me to move my right foot and, and put it in front of my left foot. So like kind of heel to toe. And my kids were sitting over the, there to my right and I, I was trying with all my might to move my foot in front, my right foot in front of my left foot. And I, I was literally just dragging it and like almost pulling my body, you know, to try and get it to move. And I realized this was, this, this affected me greater than I had ever imagined. And I just looked over at my kids. <laughs> now I can laugh, but that I cry at the same time because the looks of, on their faces were like, oh my gosh, what happened to mom? You know, and... I just looked at them and I thought, I, I got to do this. I got to do this. And so I just drugged that foot and I, I got it to the front. And I looked over at them. I smiled and my half crooked smiled and put my <laughs> thumbs up like, it's going to be okay. You know, and um, every day got better. Every day got better. But, um, and of course, they they were concerned and they were worried. And, and much later, they, they told me about how worried they were that at the time, they stayed strong for me even in those young young ages that they were they somehow they knew that they had to be strong for me 
and um, you know, told me it was okay, and they would tell me how pretty I was, and that I was the most beautiful <laughs> person, and it was just so sweet. It was so sweet, and uh, again, they were my rock garden. Oh, that's awesome. Through it all. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Um, I guess the other question I have is, did you have any additional surgeries for your face as far as your smile? Did you have like a static slang or anything like that or the gracilis transfer? Well, I did have um, a spring put into my eye uh, to get that to close and blink. And that was a game changer for me because with it open, you know, not all the time, but all the, all the ways to lubricate your eye, um, mine were all paralyzed. So there was no, no moisture in there. Mm -hmm. And that just, it made my eye burn like nobody's, nobody's business. It just hurt so bad. And, and I would actually blink and I would use my, my left hand, my fingers and to blink my eye. So I was constantly moving, you know. So when the spring went in, uh, not only did it give me some relief of it being constantly open with the air hitting it, I didn't have to constantly blink with my finger. And so a little I mean, sen little sense of normal. Totally, total, totally. I mean, at the time, um, right before my eye surgery, I had to move. Um, from my home into an apartment and the apartment was on the third floor and I remember just standing there you know blinking my eye blinking blinking with the, with my finger and then grabbing the box and <laughs> running up three flights of stairs before my eye would burn so bad to get it you know and I had to use my finger to blink it again mm. and I did that move and that was that was it's crazy so to get that spring into the eye to get it to close and blink it was just oh such a relief such a relief and and then i could look at the computer again and that was it that that's the surgery that allowed me to go back to work because uh, i was on the computer all the time and and so that allowed me to get back to work after a year um after i healed from that and um and so yeah and that that's the only surgery i've had um i have had some healing um, which I'm so beyond grateful for. I, I would say I'm probably 80%. Um, I'd love to go see Dr. Aziz a day and uh, get partial of my, my, my smile a little bit back. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, it's kind of where I'm at. It's my new normal. And um, I've had to learn to accept that and be grateful for where I'm at. Um, I know a lot of other people don't get the healing that I've had. So I'm, I'm super grateful, super grateful. So what, what started to turn your uh, frame of mind around? You know, I'm sure you went through, you know, the depression, obviously we all go through that. Totally. Uh, yeah. But knowing you now you're, you're always out, you're always doing things. You're always, you know, involved in things. What started to turn your frame of mind around from, from all that? Was it just the spring or was there more to it or? No, there was definitely more to it. I think the spring definitely was a physical um, thing that made it better, which, of course, leads to your emotional state as well. I do remember 
there was a there was a night I literally wound up in a fetus position, sobbing, you know, um, feeling like I I had I had some sort of power over it, and that I wasn't I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing to heal myself, and um, I just I, I think that night. I realized this was out of my control and I had to let it go. I had to, or it was going to just, you know, continue to take me down that downward, downward spiral. And, um, I, I started seeing a counselor and, uh, she, she's challenged me. She said, I, you know, who's Georgia, you know, what does Georgia like to do? And, and that kind of thing. And, and I guess in the course of, of a previous, uh, visit to her, I had, talked to her that I had done some um, stage work, you know, for acting and community theater and that kind of thing. And, and, uh, but I said, you know, I have four kids. I, there's no way I can commit to a rehearsal schedule. And, uh, she said to me, um, well, go this week. I want you to go find something for Georgia. And, uh, so, so I went directly to, the the community theater websites <laughs> and thinking maybe there's something and uh I, I i found on that website one of the websites that there was a comedy a stand-up comedy class and um i just sat there and I, I stared at the screen i thought could i do this could i get could i put myself back on stage and um so it was one time a week for six weeks and 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 so i jumped on it and and i i joined it and and uh there I was on stage six weeks later, um, trying to make people laugh in the audience. And um, I got off and off the stage, and it blew me away. The the confidence and the the satisfaction, and just knowing that even with my facial paralysis, I was able to make people laugh, and even using some of the ailments, you know, that I that I have to make people laugh. It just, it turned everything. It turned everything. And, 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 and embracing it rather than fighting against it really changed everything for me. Absolutely makes 100% uh, sense to me. Uh, obviously, because I also do stand-up, and that's how I started yes. to get my healing um, was through laughing at it. And... Right. You know, very few people understand that feeling of being on stage and getting people to to laugh and just what that feels like. It's it's an indescribable feeling. And mm -hmm. and as and you you said it so well. And I always tell people if you can laugh and I say it from stage, if you can laugh about what's causing you pain, you take away the power it holds over you. And to Exactly. To me that was the whole key and I think people, like you said, embracing it and just not, you know, fighting it or trying to run away from it, but just embracing it and just saying, okay, this is what it is. And I'm going to go on and do what I want to do. I, I think yeah. that's, that's so important. And, you know, I can only, I can only imagine because I know what my experience was like having done stand up prior to my facial paralysis and then going back right. and being like, I just remember how terrified I was that, that first night oh, back. I can't, can't imagine. Yeah, I, I, so I know how terrified I was the first night I ever did comedy, and then I know... The, <laughs> the, how you had to go through it twice. Yeah, 
even worse, you know, I, I took a little break to heal and then to, to go back and just was like, oh, can I, can I do this? This is awful. This is, you know, are they going to laugh? Are they going to, you know, they're just going to like point at me or whatever. And then I saw, I it was at like an open mic and I saw like the first two comics go up and they were, they were just so bad. And I was like, oh, I got this. <laughs> I, was like, okay, I got this. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I have jokes. Okay. I'll, I'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah that that really made all the difference so that's i mean you're so uh, brave and strong for for doing that and um also crazy for doing stand-up because it's... Yeah, right. that's what i say yeah. when people say you're brave nah i'm just crazy <laughs> yeah exactly there's so many things in stand-up that just has its own bag of mental issues so you're just like Definitely. oh you want to you're inviting this to yourself. Okay, that's that's fine. Oh, good. You're nuts. Exactly. <laughs> uh, as we wind down, what advice do you have for people who are newly diagnosed with acoustic neuroma or have just um, come down with uh, facial paralysis? Uh, my advice would be to, number one, get support, whether it's other people who have facial paralysis or just a really great support system around you. The support system I had was incredible. Um, and I also did go to a, a handful of the facial paralysis support group in LA and, and Brian, I've been to yours in San Diego as well. And I think it's just so important. Um, number one, um, just to have people to love and, and care for you. Uh, I know during the surgery time, people came out of the woodwork for me um, that had never experienced facial paralysis but then later to sit in a room with people with facial paralysis um and to look around and go oh my gosh they get it they get it um they understand what i'm going through and and i think that's important too um that's number one number two um you know you're gonna go through a time of sadness and depression and mourning that loss and and walk through it but keep walking don't stop and camp there just keep walking and know that there is there's a there's a purpose and there's a plan um for everything and 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 even this you know and i wouldn't be sitting here talking to you brian right now if this didn't happen to me you know so i've met some incredible people and and that i think that would be my best advice is just um, get the support and keep walking, keep walking. Don't, don't stop and, and move through it. There is life on the other side. That's awesome. I want to thank you for, for coming on and, uh, sharing your story and your, your bravery. And I really appreciate it. And I look forward to hanging out with you again and doing uh, some shows and Definitely. Uh, is there a social media uh, or somewhere that people can follow you? If, if Do you have social media? So if you want to add it, it would be the, um, I have my comedy page, Georgia Kelly on Facebook, and uh, you can find me there. And how do you spell your last name? It's K-E-L-L-E-Y. And yeah. yeah, if anyone wants to follow me, I'm at Comedy Brian, B-R-I-A-N on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. That's what we do. And Brian, I just want to say thank you. It's been an honor um, to talk with you. And uh, I'm so grateful that we got to meet um, three years ago. And uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. 
pretty cool. Likewise. So, so glad that uh, you're part of my life now. And thank you again for, <laughs> for coming on today and, and, and sharing.